COVID uncertainty uh, caused designer wardrobe to close all its stores around the country end of 2021. If you didn't know, designer wardrobe is a pre-loved clothing business and allows anyone to put up used designer wear at much cheaper prices uh, for people to either buy or rent. COVID, of course, put it completely online no stores uh, last year so will it ever go back to brick and mortar given what's been happening ceo aiden bartlett is with us this morning good morning how are you good good thanks thanks for thanks for having me on yeah how are you going these days because uh, the last couple of years have been at well chaos yeah that there'll be one one way to describe it yeah it's, it's we've certainly had our um our fair share of challenges uh, with, with with everything that's going on um, yeah, so but today we're we're actually stronger than we've ever been as a business, which is a bit of a relief, <laughs> but also proud to be able to say that at the same time. Um, COVID, you know, really brought us to our knees and, you know, we did have to make, uh, you know, a number of really challenging calls. Um, the biggest one being closing down our small store network. Um, so we had some rental stores. Um, we had two in Auckland. We had one in Wellington and one in Christchurch, um, and we did have to make have to make that uh, tough decision um, to to close those down, just based on all the uncertainty um, that we had at the time. And obviously, stores are a massive cost driver, and, and as beautiful as they are, and and we had some really great people. We just had to do what was was best mm-hmm. for the business. So it's just one of those things that we had to do. Um, but fast forwarding um, to today, we're we're in a really great position. So. Um, the rental side of the business is completely digital, um, which is um, works really well. And uh, thankfully, the the majority of our store customers um, have followed us online, which has been been great to see. Now and we also started as a um, as a marketplace business too, which is um, allows for buying and, and selling, and that's grown significantly uh, through COVID too. So. Yeah, we're sort of firing on on all cylinders now. Pre-loved clothing is not something that I would immediately see as being possible to do online uh, because when you are buying something that's used, you need to see it and touch it and Mm. feel it and uh, assess how good it is, don't you? It's very different to buying off the shelf, buying new. Yeah, yeah, I think think that's certainly the case for, for some people, but I think that's changing a lot, and I think, you know, I'd like to think we've we've had a little bit to do with that. Um, I think Kiwis, for the whole, have have always loved to to buy pre-loved and and um, and you know with all the op shopping and everything that's always been a part of our culture before this. But I think what we've done is really brought um, a a whole new level of trust and safety. So one of the things that we do on Designer Wardrobe is called purchase protection. So it means when you buy something, um, we don't. Um, actually pay the seller uh, until the item's actually been received. And that's really elevated trust um, for buying online. Um, and then also we've just made discoverability really easy as well on designer wardrobe. So it means that people can find what they want um, really easily without having to sort of trawl through thousands of thousands of, of, of different items. So I think we've really elevated the experience and um, that's part of our vision as a business as well. I think that's a, a thing about a business that's going to last and one that is not going to last. Every business encounters problems, not necessarily quite as dramatic as what we've been through. Yeah, It's about how you deal with those problems. Yeah, exactly. That dictates yeah. whether you survive. 
That that's right. Yeah, and, and we've yeah we've had to make quite a big uh, a pivot ourselves. I mean, for us, the the rental stores were a big part of our our strategy. Um, it's it's. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm just saying this in hindsight, but we always did envisage to be a completely uh, digital business eventually. Um, and we had the stores there because, you know, rental was such a new thing in New Zealand and we wanted people to come in and, and try on things and, and really get the, you know, get the idea of how renting works. But, uh, you know, we had to, had to pivot out of that really quickly and, and close them down a, a lot, a lot earlier than we would have wanted to. Um, but look, we've come out the other side and, uh, yeah, we're, we're proud of where we are right now. We'll talk about the pre-love market itself for a bit, if it's, uh, okay. I, can tell you for sure i've only ever once bought i bought one thing one item what of was that what was that it was a jacket ah um nice. but it was a jacket with a good label i can't re- remember the label now but i thought oh I've, i wouldn't mind um sort of leaning forward and letting people see that i'm wearing a such and such jacket you know from the yeah. label on the inside uh, what would you do to convince somebody like me uh, mm. um that i should consider pre-love clothing yeah i think i think there's a there's a number of um different aspects to it i think in terms of the actual uh you know there's an amazing um array of clothes that you're just not going to be able to find new that you can find um in a in a a pre-love setting you know things that have uh discontinued and, and vintage items the other side of it is there's a sustainability aspect, which is driving you know a lot of people to pre-loved as well. And then also it's just smart shopping as well. You can typically on design a wardrobe, you can buy uh, you know uh, that jacket that you're talking about. You would have you'd get it for around sixty percent off what the retail price was. So there's there's all those sort of three aspects to it. I think that that conjoin and and make it a really great offering. Do you think that the average uh, person understands now what it takes to produce a garment uh, and why it's actually important if you, you care about uh, products mm. to uh, to consider used stuff yeah I, I think there's a much greater understanding than what there was before i think it's it's not much of a secret that textiles is i believe the one of the i think the second uh biggest polluter um in the in the world and there are a heck of a lot of initiatives um, around, you know, how can we do a whole lot better and, and pre-loved and renting um, and, you know, buying a lot smarter, all part, all part of that. And I think consumers are becoming a lot more conscious of that, but there's still a lot more education to be done, I think. So what would be the most important element of that education? Do you, t- do you tell them the dirty story about, you know, what it takes to actually produce uh, an item? Or do you, do you sell the other side of the story about um, uh, what, what you avoid if you don't buy something new? Yeah, I, I think it's about transparency is, is really important. Um, and, and that's something that we, we on, our, on Designer Wardrobe, we have a sustainability page where we talk about everything that goes into renting and we also acknowledge that we're you know we're not perfect but we're you know we're trying to do it as as best as we can because there's a lot of elements that that go into this it's it's not just the actual fabric um you know which takes you know 80 bathtubs of water to create in in some instances but it's also the logistics and and everything around that so yeah on on your point i think transparency is is really important i mean you know consumers can make up their own minds
Where do you see yourself going from here? Yeah, for for us, um, you know, we've still got a ways to go uh, in New Zealand, and um, for rental, um, our goal is to um, you know get back to where we were when we had stores. So we've come a heck of a long way um, in terms of uh, that that uptake post COVID, but still not quite there yet. Um, and I think it'll just be you know another six to twelve months um, to get there. And then on marketplace, um, you know, we've got sort of one in ten. Um, Kiwis, um, her female, uh, uh, a members on designer wardrobe, which is fantastic. But you know, there's still there's still a long way to go there. We're nowhere near the, the ceiling. Um, Australia has always been a really interesting one for us too, and we're really new there. Um, and but it's uh, seeing really encouraging uptake there too. So that's another potential growth driver for us in the future. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy-girl snip, you've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip, you're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy, save yourself a shit ton of stress and money, you've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.